Welcome to The AD Aesthete, hosted by me, Mitch Owens, Decorative Arts Editor of Architectural Digest. AD 100 interior designer Markham Roberts and art and antiques dealer James Sansom are sheltering in place at their home in Clinton Corners, New York, but they're dreaming of their Victorian getaway on Puget Sound in Washington State which was recently featured in AD. Today, they're joining me and Alison Levasseur, the Interiors and Gardens Director of AD, to go behind the scenes of that beloved house, exploring its rich history, its curious architecture, its lively mixmaster decor, and the breathtaking setting, which takes in not only an active volcano, but also nuclear submarines. I hope you enjoy the show. James and Markham, you have two country places. What is the difference between the two? I mean, in terms of feeling and mood and the reason behind both of them. Shall I take this, James? One of them is our main house. Uh, the house um, upstate or in Clinton Corners, uh, New York, is really our main mm. residence. We're here most of the time. And we have a very small rental apartment in the city, just a one bedroom for the two nights a week that we're there. Mm. I really work up here on Mondays and Fridays and I schedule travel so that, you know, I'm here uh, most of the time. So one is really our, our main house. And we're very mm. lucky to have a house that is, is really James's uh, from his parents where he spent his summers as a child going. I think that's one of the loveliest parts about that house is that it has this family component, that it has a lot of layers to it. It's not just a house you fell in love with. It's a house that's already been loved by the same group of people for quite some time. And now by a new group. And now by a new group. And then I was anxious the first time that Markham went out to Port Townsend with me because, you know, it's kind of at the ends of the earth. I'm out there and it does have this sort of Pacific Northwest sort of um, hippie aspect and he fully embraced it and fell um, head over heels for it and and I mean that made it so much uh so much better for me as well because I I love this uh, place and I was worried that that it didn't really fit into um, our lives so uh I mean now happily is a core an aspect of our lives Markham, what, Markham what, what about the, the hippie aspect of it enchanted you? I had actually been there before I met James. I, I, my parents and I and some friends of theirs had taken a trip in the San Juan Islands. And we got on a boat in Seattle and you, we passed Port Townsend and actually stopped there for, I think, the day and had lunch and sort of walked around town. So I actually knew that part of the world and the physical beauty of it, which is incredible. It's... it's um, you know, mountains and, and, and just blue skies and giant uh, evergreens, a particularly beautiful part of the world. And so, you know, this town, this Victorian seaport is kind of sleepy. It does have that hippie vibe, which is just really relaxed. And what resonated for me was that it is so relaxed and that there is no, there's no pressure. There's no, I, I keep telling everyone our biggest decision for the day is if we're going to have lunch at the hot dog cart or the taco stand or which hike, right. <laughs> go to the beach or whatever. I mean, it's really, 
it's really nice. It's really nice uh, in that respect for me. One of the things that, that has, has stayed with me since we've all been um, in quarantine is, is the issue came out right at this moment right now. And, and so that was kind of, you know, strange timing and, and everything. But Amy's, Amy's post, her Instagram post, resonated. It's just so beautiful and, and makes me think about, you know, what she said. And, and having a home, a safe and comforting haven, is what AD is all about. And she goes on to, to say that some have suggested that it is a frivolous, that it is frivolous to post about beautiful residences right now. But I respectfully disagree. Home is where the heart is. And home is the healthiest place for most of us to remain right now. A literal and figurative escape. I know that most of us don't live in splendor and many are struggling in the U.S. and beyond. We simply present these homes, including this warm and wonderfully layered Victorian on Puget Sound in the besieged state of Washington as vessels that contain the dreams and stories of the owners and might provide our readers some vicarious joy and inspiration. This house in Port Townsend belongs to beloved AD100 designer Mark M. Roberts and his partner, art and antiques dealer James Sampson. This house is something we've been involved with for nearly 20 years now, it goes on to say. But it, it just, it, it really, this, this has stuck with me and it's so true. And it's something that I think is, is important to think about at this moment. And, and that's very much what, what your house is, isn't it? That was a lovely post of hers. That really made me feel good. And yes, everything that you said is correct and everything she said is correct and, and, and very apt, especially this moment. And though James and I aren't there now and we're not there often, friends of ours use the house when we are not there, which is great. And they're actually there now, which makes me very happy to know that the house is used and giving somebody a place to to be during this time mm. where we all need to be at home. So thank you, Allison, and of course, thank you, Amy. I loved reading the comments also and how many people know Port Townsend and love Port Townsend. It's, it's such a special place for so many people and the idea that it is difficult to get there and sort of, as you say, at the end of, of the world kind of, um, so far away, really, is what I think contributes in making it such a special place for you all to go. I loved it right away, and James always has, so it's very nice for us. It's very nice. I mean, I just, I love the, <clears throat> the rooms, which are like a big embrace of colors and patterns and textures and, and, and very undecorated. And it has a feeling of being undecorated, a feeling of just being assembled. <laughs> And still being assembled. Yes, exactly. True, true. One of the things which was great for us when the house sort of finally became ours was that we could do that. We could do things that we wanted to do. You know, we emptied a giant storage unit of things that we had just been cramming in for years. That's why, that's why I said it was a cramathon, is we just <laughs> put the truck across country and unloaded it into the house. And the house took it all. It absorbed it well. It works with everything that was there from James's family. It works with things that we got from here and there. And I think 
the ties that they're things that we love. And while we like to make things nice, it wasn't a goal from the start to work on a on a, a empty slate and and create something beautiful. The goal is to make us happy with the things that we love and hadn't hadn't seen in a while because they were in storage. But uh, on the other hand, uh, Markham's work in this house has you know meant a lot to me because he somehow kept the feeling of the house that it entirely reminds me of my childhood of my parents of my grandparents uncles but it's refreshed also so it, it's not dragged down by any sort of a weight of a family house which can often occur it is our house which is lovely uh, James, could you tell us a bit about the house? I mean, it's a for listeners who might not have seen this story yet. I mean, it's a it's it's a a, a modest, lovely Victorian house. Right. It's kind of a hodgepodge lodge of uh, there's sort of a, a core house from the 1870s that was built by one of the founders of the town. And then he gave the house to his daughter who married um, a ship captain who then became prosperous and added um, a second floor and the amazing Glaston uh, porch um, on the front. And, you know, there was one other owner who owned the the movie uh, theater, I'm in town, I'm in the bank, and he added on as, as well. But what everyone has been drawn to throughout the history of this house is the spot on which it rests, which is like 60 feet above a Puget Sound, and you overlook uh, Whidbey Island and the San Juan Islands and the Cascade Mountains. and a volcano uh, directly opposite us. And the way that light um, hits everything is just otherworldly. For the article, we were talking about how you see all sorts of ships and boats and submarines and all sorts of things, which reminded me of you know uh, those childhood Richard Scarry books, where you're sort of looking <laughs> down on a really busy world you know, from your own little peaceful moment. Right. Tip Pip Goes to London was my favorite <laughs> of those books. Oh, they're so good. I feel like lowly worm when I'm looking out the window <laughs> at the nuclear submarines and the, of course, the cruise ships are going by. I, I imagine they may be going by less in the future, but the, the, the giant container ships with cartons just stacked, you know, nine, 10 stories high or, or layers high. I mean, it's, it's incredible, uh, the size of the ship. But then you also have like, kayakers in front and the local there's like a a wooden boat foundation i'm in the town so you have all these all of these beautiful old sailboats and yeah and it's heavenly if only we could have photoshopped in a submarine or or a container ship that would have been nice i think nelson nelson hancock's beautiful photo that is the opening image where you do see the Glaston porch that's just glowing and the American flag and, and the picket fence. And it's just such an idyllic setting where, where you do see Mount Baker in the distance. Captures, 
I, I feel the, the, the spirit of the house so beautifully. What I love so much about the house, um, and particularly about the, the photographs of the house, starting with what Allison said, the opening shot of this pale yellow house, very simple, very modest, very homey. But then you turn the page and it's just this explosion of color inside of colors and patterns and flowers and stripes and um, wicker and rattan, um, happy. But, but that's always been very much a, a Markham uh, style is that, that layering of things. Oh, thank you. Um, well, there was a lot to put in there, so it had to be layered. <laughs> um, but we were very happy with the colors and being able to, for example, my friend Natalie Farman Pharma, you know, beautiful fabrics, Decor Barbar. And there was a pattern that I had loved forever. Uh, it's called Casnoisette. And I wanted to do a, a custom colorway of it for the dining room to go with that Bessarabian rug uh, that's in that room. And my favorite kinds of carpets. I love them too. James has, he, I was so thrilled when he, when he pulled those out and we were able to use them. And they're completely, they're like spattered with roses, just huge roses. I had wanted to do this forever. And that fabric, you know, we were waiting to sort of do a, a little bit of renovation on the house, which we finally did. And then I put that fabric up and it feels to me like it's been there forever, but it's just, it just makes me happy. All this pattern, all that color, it makes me happy to think of it because it makes me think of Natalie and it makes me think of her, you know, incredible creativity. Uh, and it's a great backdrop for all our crazy weird art and strange things that we've collected. And again, it, it's such a nice thing for us to be there. And I work at that table sometimes in the dining room and um, we don't often sit down for dinner. We're usually eating in front of the television uh, on TV trays, uh, which is also my favorite. But it's so nice to have that room and to have things like that in the house, which remind us of happy times, you know, whatever the association is with which, whichever piece. We have a lot of pieces that belong to a great friend of ours where we would actually go and spend weekends with him before, this is when we were younger, and we, at a sale of some of his possessions, we bought you know, a whole bunch of things from uh, some of his rooms, wicker pieces and the old upholstery pieces, and it's so nice to have them there and to remind us of all of those happy weekends, watching movies and you know, doing things, being in Connecticut in nature. It's deeply personal. James, you have your childhood bed, which was your grandfather's bed. Yes, and uh, right, others before him um, as well. I mean, it was the most uncomfortable bed, to be honest with you, because it had an old um, um, horsehair uh, mattress, um, but it's, I've, I've always loved it. Yeah, one day I was like, we're throwing that out now and we're getting a new mattress. <laughs> Oh, the mattress, yes. I helped James get over that attachment to that old mattress. <laughs> yeah, tell us about sort of a typical day in Port Townsend. You know, when you're there, when you've arrived, let's say you have house guests. Exactly. What, is, what, is, what do you do the first day you're there? The first day we're there, we go to the nursery and we go around town. I like to buy plants and things that we'll have for, we're usually there for a month or so. And so we'll get some plants and things to just give life to the house. And then when we leave, we give them to a friend um, who keeps some and donates some to the, to the nursing home, which is nice. But we'll go get groceries, which is fun at the 
there's a co-op in town, which is great. And go to the wine store, of course, and uh, we'll get ready for guests. What's nice now is the guests have the carriage house, so they have their own domain and we're not on top of each other. Uh, I think, which I think is an important recipe for all guests. And we sort of just decide again, you know, you, I wake up very early and just get a ton done while James is sleeping very, very late. Just kidding. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do love getting up early there. And because of the time change, you know, I, I wake up even earlier. So I'll, I'll get to see sometimes the sunrise, which is beautiful. And you know, make some lists and sort of think about what we're going to do. You get to read. I'll take the dog out. Supervised. Supervised, watching out for the eagles. One morning I took her out and I was being sort of lazy. And I was looking at the sun and taking pictures. And I think about three minutes later, four minutes later, I turned around and looked at the house. And on the peak of the little side water porch were two juvenile bald eagles who hadn't you know, gotten their white plumage yet, but just sitting there looking at us. <laughs> Carrie, get over here, get over here now. <laughs> uh, we went right inside. Uh, they're so beautiful to look at, but um, obviously they present uh, an extra Clear and layer of, danger. exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's all about um, hiking as well. And so you, you kind of wake up and you figure out if you're going to go on one of the, you know, endless uh, hikes. I'm in the um, Olympics where you can go up above the tree lines and end up at an, Alpine Lake where you can have lunch on the swim or under the trees up the Tanginous River where you think you're in some kind of, of a, a Menarnia situation. Or you can take a long walk along the beach past a lighthouse and then up through the a fort. And, and, and so it is a really healthy time. I'm out there as well, which is nice. First of all, Washington State has just incredible uh, parks. So there are tons of trails. And, it, it, you know, the Olympic Mountains are 45 minutes away. So it's very easy to go and take a fantastic hike and take a picnic lunch, like James said. But the town, Port Townsend, has uh, a state park within it, which is called Fort Warden, which is an old naval uh, fort used to protect, you know, Seattle and the shipping lanes there were old gun installations on this little hill of the fort, which overlooks a peninsula and the lighthouse. And it's where they filmed that movie, Officer and a Gentleman. So I had known this place or recognized it when I saw it, but it's now a state park. And there is, I think, a university there and they run camps and music festivals and dance festivals. And there's a poetry situation there, which James could tell you more about, but you can go there and you can hike and it is incredibly beautiful and incredibly cool uh, with these old, you know, military bunkers where the, where the guns, you know, massive guns uh, were installed. They're now not there as the need for them went away after the Second World War, but it is such a cool place. And, and the fact that the city has that and that you can, you know, two minutes in your car go and run up the hill to one of the gun turrets or get a bike and run around like, you know, the kids in ET, it's just great. <laughs> Is it is isn't there a, a like an antiques mall? Yes, of some sort there. <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's always been there. Even uh, when I was I'm a kid, and always 
that is one of the first stops when we arrive. I always have to walk through and have a look. And, and, uh, and I've found really odd and interesting and sometimes rare things there. I found like a beautiful uh, Japanese boxwood uh, okimono of a tiny a puppy, which I actually have here, but they also have all sorts of junk, which makes it interesting as well. We found great things there. I remember I had to pull Senga Mortimer out of there. <laughs> I had to drag her, <laughs> drag her out of there. She'll tell you this story. <laughs> I was just, we have got to go. You, we have got to get back and get this photo. This is, uh, we had shot the house a long time ago. And uh, it's one of her favorite places in the world, but she loved the antique mall, still talks about it. Does she have some things from there? She did. She bought a few things and had them sent back. And she wanted to buy, uh, there was a beautiful, I think, bamboo sort of hall tree uh, that she still talks about because I had dragged her out and she didn't have time to go <laughs> and get it and secure getting it shipped home. So she, she holds that against me. <laughs> it's, always, it's always the things that you don't get that stay in your head forever. True. So I am to blame for that one, but uh, she did get some little things that, that we packed up and sent to her. Like any antique small, it's hit or miss. There are great things, and then there's a lot of stuff that you have to weed through. I love that that's always a traditional stop. And there's, and there's also a great farmer's market uptown, which has, you know, that has been going on well before the whole fashion for, for farmer's markets. And it's, it's where the sort of town shows up and meets one another. And there's a great bakery and, and a local cheese place. And then all of the farms. They also have sort of a band that plays sort of a crazy, funny music. And so that's also one of our places where we bring friends early on to give them sort of a dose of, of what the town is all about. The full Port Townsend immersion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the bands has a hit called Common Sense. And it goes something like, Common Sense, talking about Common Sense, and it goes on and on and on. And it's just hilarious. I love it, though. I love it. It sounds like a really magical place to be. I mean, very otherworldly. And I think that landscape helps. I've, I've never been to Washington State other than a trip to Seattle once. And to see that sound, it, it's like looking at some sort of Japanese screen. Right. You know, all the little islands and the trees and the ships. And the, it's, it, it, it really is one of the most extraordinary landscapes in the country. It is otherworldly. And it's otherworldly also in a sense that, you know, if you're from the East Coast, it's just a very different vibe out there. And it takes getting used to. People drive at about 14 miles an hour. And, you know, in New York, that can set you over the edge. So you really have to <laughs> take a breath and just go with the flow. And it's a great exercise in, in uh, calming down and slowing down, which we all need to do. It's one of the reasons I love the place so much. I'll tell you, right now, I think more than ever, um, the importance of, of homes being personal and meaningful and places that, that you do derive so much pleasure is just something that, that we all, I, I know, are thinking about and will continue to, to 
to really matter to us. So I think we look at this maybe through a different lens now and appreciate it more. This will probably change the way that we all think about work, think about life, just as you said. And one of the things that I would love to do is spend more time out there. It's just it's such a nice thing to have and um, to be able to, to, to go there and, and unplug. And that house just gives us a lot of pleasure. And you still have project. It's, that's, it's not a completed place. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is definitely yeah. not, not finished. Um, well, I think that's a really hopeful thing for a lot of people. That was sort of, for me, knowing that even though we were photographing it, there were still things that you wanted to do. There are projects you still have ahead of you, not least of which is that very small shower <laughs> you were telling me about. Yes, there was no picture of that in the magazine. I can't think why. <laughs> it's like a telephone booth, but smaller. It's horrible. <laughs> you really can barely, you kind of have to get in with your, with your arms up. It is like being on a boat. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But the kitchen too, you'll notice there was no picture of the kitchen. I mean, the kitchen is, it has this charming old fashioned linoleum floor and, and pretty painted sort of old fashioned cabinets, but you know, we've got to get a new sink and a new countertop and get some more cabinets and get a better refrigerator. I mean, there are lots of wants All in, in good life time. And, All in yeah, good exactly. Time. It's on our list. And the garden also, um, I would love to work on. It, it's got sort of some nice old plants here and, I mean, there, but it, it really could be augmented. And, but it needs to be easy also because we're not out there a lot. So it can't be like a perfectly maintained thing. And there's so much more charm in having something that kind of looks like it's you wild know, anyway, right? Kind of wild. Yeah, shaggy. Anyway. Yeah, a shaggy. shaggy. <laughs> it definitely is that. The town is overrun by deer. And the deer population is, you know, em embraced by everyone, fed and yeah. practically hugged. They are not scared <laughs> of you. You know, they'll eat what they want. They, so we have some fencing up named. to protect the hydrangea. People name them. They are terrified, though, of Harriet. And so, <laughs> you know, I'll go outside and try and chase them away from eating our rose bush, but they won't move. They just look at me. However, if I send Harriet out, if I get her all riled up and send her out, they are off like lightning. It's great. The deer lovers will probably chase after me with pitchforks for having said that, but oh well. You should get Ragoza roses. They love them. No, really? Yes. Oh, God. Somehow in this town, everything is a fair Edible. game, right? <laughs> Alas. <laughs> So I'd be hard pressed to, to say what my favorite room in this house is, but I am really drawn to, to the green, the, the porch and that color green and having visited this summer, our marvelous field trip to, to Beauport, Henry Davis Sleeper's house and that similar shade of green, the dining room. I'd love to hear more about that room and the collection of, of wicker pieces. That porch has always been green. There's even one part, it's the uh, lintel over the door uh, leading from the porch to the, the main house, which we didn't freshen up at the paint. And it's got this wonderful old 
crackled or green, but it's always been that uh, color. And that also is sort of this great continue, continuation uh, of, of having a, I'm an old house, of being sort of a steward between owners who have all had a love for this house. And, and so that is one of the reasons why I'm also happy there. And to think also this house has been there for 150 years. It has seen that town go from a boom town to, you know, I'm a depressed town to I'm a sleepy town. I'm a now to sort of an active arts town. And I love the, it there. The town is very revitalized now with restaurants and the arts. And it's, it's great. That porch, Allison, it's one of my favorites too. And that porch uh, at Beauport has always been a favorite from photographs. And then I was thrilled to get to go to it with you and, and see it in person. It was one of Mark Hampton's favorite houses anywhere as well. And he's the one who, of course, you know, got the pictures out very early on when I was working with him and said, you need to look at this and understand this. And that's a lot of the feeling of your same, of your porch. It has that same sort of feeling, this long green space, uh, bordered on three sides with high glass uh, windows, you know, multiple panes, and then that sort of jade green. Beauport is much, much chicer, but there is a tie in that uh, I think he collected the things that he loved and he crammed them in as well. And I think that's the charm of that house. I do think it's essentially American. I love having the house, you know, the old fashioned porch and the old fashioned guest room, and then having the guest house, the carriage house, feel completely different, like, you know, Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's very sort of 70s mod, but it, 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 I love the pine planks and the wicker and the... It's really great American decorating at its, at its best. And, you know, Mark, um, one of the biggest honors that I've had in, in, in recent time is that you asked me to contribute the forward to your upcoming book, which I hope everyone will get to see this fall coming out. Um, and the house, the is, house, and the will, house will be, be in it. it. And so that's, that's due out from Vendome, Markham Roberts' notes on decorating your second book. But, you know, I've, I've gotten to spend considerable time looking at your work and thinking about what you do. And you brought up the great Mark Hampton and, and, as we all know, you, he was your mentor. And, and I look at this house and to me, it captures everything wonderful about the American spirit and, and collecting and, 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 you know, things from all corners of the world coming together in, in such a, a marvelous way. And it's, it's about optimism and, and things that, you know, are just, so beautiful. So I, I think we see it in, in the best way in this house. Thank you so much. That's such a nice compliment. Thank you. I really want to go out there now. I mean, it's, 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 it just is the sort of house, the friendliness, the colors, the patterns, the feeling that you can just plop down anywhere. Please come. It, it, it is supposed to be comfortable. It is, it's exactly what it's for. Harriet loves it. We love it. I like to be in one spot on the porch or a different or 
it's at different times of day too. It's really nice. You know, we'll play backgammon out on the porch and if we have friends for drinks, but also to sit in the picture window uh, in what was the you know, front parlor of this old Victorian house at, at dusk, the way the light comes across the opening of Puget Sound at a very, you know, so the sun way down on the horizon before it disappears, cast these long golden rays across the water and they light up, you know, the mountains across the way in Mount Baker. And it's so pretty, uh, as James was saying before, the light and watching the birds and the, and the boats and to sit and have a drink. And what's nice there too is it's, it's really sunny and warm in the day, not humid, but at night, you know, it's 50 and you can have a fire and that sound of the fire and the smell of the smoke is really nice. It's really a home, which is what we're all talking about. We're all searching for that feeling now more than ever, you know, that anchorage. So I'm really happy James and Markham, that you could be here talking with me and Allison about your home and what it means to you. And I hope that it gives our listeners inspiration, not only to buy the magazine, but to look around their own homes and figure out a way to make it resonate more personally. Well said, Mitch. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yes. Well said. Thank you. The ADS Theat is produced and edited by Diane Dragan and Emma Wartzman. Music by Circus Marcus. All rights reserved by Condé Nast. To reach us about this episode or any other episodes, find us on social media at ArcDigest or email us at letters at arcdigest.com.